Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. In this episode, Darcy Lance, Sarah Kate Hinn, and Camille Adams invite us into a look at rest, real rest, which is quite different than simply doing nothing. How do we find and sustain that biblical rest? What does it look like in a practical way? And how does it benefit and change us? Take a deep breath and enjoy their conversation about rest. Hi, and welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. I'm Camille Adams, and today we are going to be talking about rest. I've got Sarah Kate and Darcy with me today, and what we are going to talk about is how the gospel and scripture informs our rest and encourages our rest, why we rest, and how do we rest well. I think there is a lot of misinformation about rest, and I know personally I don't rest well. And so one of the reasons we wanted to have this conversation today was to um, encourage each other in the ways that we approach rest um, and also just to get a little bit practical about what rest can look like in a way that glorifies the Lord. So I'd like to start off. Um, Sarah Kate, would you tell me a little bit about what rest has looked like in your life? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, yeah, so I'm only 24 years old and I feel like so far, um, my life has been more marked by a lack of good rest, um, certainly a lack of good rhythms of really just gospel-centered rest, um, than it has by, you know, incorporation of good habits of um, Sabbath. And I think back to um, one story, which was my senior year of college, where I saw a lack of rest as really a symptom of idolatry. Mm -hmm in my life. And so, yeah. So in my undergrad, I had these really high expectations and goals for my academic performance. And those were not goals that were um, set by the Lord. They weren't glorifying to the Lord. They weren't for His glory. Um, Mostly they were for my own glory. And I knew going into my senior year that the Lord was asking me to um, lay aside my idols and Sabbath, that one day a week I was going to rest from my studying. And I had a pretty intense undergraduate education. So that was going to be a real sacrifice for me. I needed that seventh day to do the work, do all of it, and do it really well. Um, And I went into my senior year knowing that God was asking me to rest once a week, and I disobeyed. I did not do it. I said, no, not for me. I don't want to do that. And I suffered for it. Mm. Um, By the end of that year, I got everything that I wanted. I had, you know, bowed down to the idol and had found out that idol is dead and lifeless and worthless. And um, my refusal to rest really demonstrated that I was not willing to make um, God Lord of my life. Mm. And um, he stripped that idolatry from me. Uh, Anyway, I could have laid it down, but I chose not to. And um, yeah, incidentally, by the end of my senior year, 
uh, I did have a lot of inactivity in my life. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't actually working 24 seven, yeah. but that inactivity was not dedicated to the Lord. Um, it was mm-hmm. Netflix binging and it was stress naps and things that weren't truly restful. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and it was, it was self-serving ultimately. And so I saw how that lack of rest really wreaked havoc on my life and made me burnt out and self-centered. Mm. I hate to hear that, but I sympathize, empathize with you because I think many of us can really just fill ourselves up with that false rest, things that we think are going to rest us and they just mm. don't. They leave. They're, they're empty, just like you said. Yeah. 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 I would say, yeah, and just because you stop working it doesn't mean that you're resting. So those things that you chose to do, which are things that I do too, it doesn't, um, it's not equivalent to rest. Um, One of the books that I've actually been reading for two different um, parts of women's ministry at Christ Chapel uh, is a book by um, Jen Wilkin called 10 Words to Live By. And there's a chapter on rest, on Sabbath rest. Um, And the part of it that I love is she says, uh, being well-rested and taking care of ourselves are good things, but they are at best a thin obedience, which I love. Um, And she says, true Sabbath rest is set apart as holy. It is intended for worship as much as it is for well-being. So I think we tend to think if I stop doing um, and even the word Sabbath means ceasing from those things, but it doesn't just mean ceasing and doing nothing. Mm. Um, that that time is set aside with a purpose. Um, and just like anything that we do that has a uh, an intentional purpose in our lives, it's not something that we will accidentally fall into. Uh, yeah. um, it's, a, it's a discipline like anything else in our spiritual life, anything else in our just physical life. Um, like prayer or being in the Word or having self-control or exercising or any of those things. We don't accidentally rest. Um, We have to plan to do that and plan to rest. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think one of the things that we don't think about often when we think about what rest is spiritually and what God has told us uh, to do when we rest or, quote, do— is that we we only tr- f- truly find rest uh, when we have learned where our di- identity is and that our identity is secure in Him. Mm-hmm. Um, when we know our place and we know um, our position in light of God's position, that He provides, that He is sovereign, um, that He cares for us, if we don't know that, then we're constantly striving Um to make our own way and accomplish everything ourselves, kind of like you were saying, Sarah Kate, that totally. um, <clears throat> we we our motivation behind that is behind that physical hard work that we're doing mm-hmm. is that's what drives us and that's what we're needing rest for. Mm. Um, what's causing us to do the hard work is saying I I am in control of my destiny. I'm in control of my grades. I'm in control of how my kids act, whatever. Um, And it's not until we acknowledge and recognize who he is that we can say, it's okay. It's not all me. I don't accomplish everything. Darcy, I love that point. I love that 
focusing on our understanding of who God is and who we are as his creation, um, that really is the, the center point of our ability to really rest um, and to really cease mm-hmm. from striving in a way that tries to steal glory from the Lord and instead helps us to focus on glorifying him. Um, and I think in that, we are able to see the benefit and the fruit that comes from resting. Um, so maybe what are some of those ways that you've seen the benefits of like a true biblical rest as opposed to what culture might define as rest? Yeah, I think that culture oftentimes defines rest as me time. Mm-hmm. It's self-care time. I'm, you know, putting on a face mask. I'm not doing anything that day that I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, I'm certainly not serving anybody else. It's about <laughs> me. Um, and actually, I think that, I mean, I spend so much time mm. in the week thinking about myself Biblical rest is time that I'm thinking about God. Yeah. Um, I think that's the real break that I get is yeah. it's taking a day aside where I'm saying, hey, yeah, actually my life isn't about me at all. Mm-hmm. It should never be about me. And today I'm reminding myself and demonstrating to you that my life is about mm-hmm. you yeah. and I'm taking a break from focusing on myself. And I think of how that would have been really helpful for me my senior year (laughs) because I spent every moment of every day that year focused on reaching my goals. And um, I desperately needed that break um, where I was reminded that I'm serving the Lord. And I think that part of the sacrifice um, of that obedience is realizing that there actually might be – visible, tangible consequences Mm -hmm. for taking that time off. I actually might not have gotten my 4.0 that year if I had taken a day off um, to focus it on the Lord. And uh, you know what? The world probably would have continued turning. Um, (laughs) Actually, I would have been better for it spiritually if if I had done that. Um, Yeah, and I think sometimes we think that obedience... Uh, if, if we demonstrate to the Lord that we're going to be obedient, then He'll give mm. us back the things that we sacrificed. Mm. And uh, that's really transactional. It's also not true or yeah. gospel-centered um, at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really might not have gotten my 4.0, and that would have been okay for me. Yeah. Um, the blessing of obedience is not measured by whether you get the thing that you wanted um, at all, but obedience itself does return back to us mm. blessing because it is good for us yeah. to rest and good for me to be obedient because God created me and he's my God. Yeah. So. yeah. Well, it's something that he He commands us to do. This is not just a, um, you know, thought that we created. Um, he tells us to rest and then he also models it for us from the very beginning of time, you know, in creation, when you study creation and Genesis, um, mm-hmm that he worked and then he rested. And it wasn't even like God needed to rest, right. but he provided us with such a gracious uh, example to follow. And then, um, you know, when we look at the life of Jesus, that he kind of retreated many times and went to be with the Father and take time to pray, take time to be alone, take time to rest. Um, and those th- kinds of things that we, 
we are the beneficiary of that. Um, he doesn't need us to rest for his benefit. He, mm-hmm. he knows that it's good for us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I also think of uh, Matthew 11, uh, 28 through 30, where um, Jesus is saying, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in spirit, um, and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Mm. Um, I think that the rest that is promised us is actually the rest that comes with a light yoke. Um, And when I trade my yoke, which is self-centered and idolatrous and not glorifying to the Lord and agree to take upon myself Jesus's yoke, um, I'm reminded that, yeah, I don't have to continue striving. Um, And incidentally, that yoke is light and it's restful and serving serving God is... um, hard because it it requires death of me in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, But it is far better for me. Yeah. 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 I I love that passage too in taking a look at rest and what it does mean and what it doesn't mean. Um, That in there he says, um, for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. it doesn't mean, or it doesn't say, take my yoke and do nothing all day <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, and sit around yeah. because that equals rest. He says that um, following him and taking on his yoke will rest your soul, mm. not even just your physical body, mm. like taking a nap. Um, and that's because our our soul finds rest, like I said earlier, in, in our I- identity being founded in him and that <clears throat> he says here that he has taken the burden for us mm. um, so that we can rest. He is He is the one who is sovereign, so we can cease from uh, the, the striving and the accomplishing and all of those things. Mm-hmm. It's not just stopping from activity, although that is part of it. Um, it's also letting our soul rest in what he has accomplished for us. Yeah, I agree. That's good. It's good to think about that. Um, you know, recognizing both how good of a gift it is that God gave us in bearing his image, not only in his work, but also in his rest. Um, Because I think it's easy to get carried away with either of those things. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we can keep working and striving and it might've started from a place of real obedience and desire to serve the Lord. Mm -hmm. And it can grow into an idol that quickly is a detriment to us and the kingdom's work. Um, but also in the same way, rest, um, recognizing that it is something that he accomplished for us, um, mm-hmm. that he took that burden, like you said, Darcy. Like he did that. He actively chose to do it, knowing that we would need not only that example, mm-hmm. but the lifting of that burden, um, which is a, it really just moves me to want to rest because I want what's good for me and he knows mm-hmm. what's good for me. Um, I'd love to know what it looks like practically for you when you rest. Like, what is what might that look like for you in a day to day or year to year kind of a period? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say um, one of the things that I've learned in taking a look at this topic is that God uh, has has demonstrated and then commanded 
different intervals of rest for us. Um, you know, you can go any amount of time before realizing, uh, if I don't have sleep, oh. I'm in trouble. Yes. Um, <laughs> so he's demonstrated many of these things. So that we need, even that we need sleep daily. Um, he also commands us, like we said, that we are supposed to Sabbath weekly. We're supposed to cease and um, and spend that day devoted to that. Um, in looking in Scripture as well, like for the Israelites, he had lots of different ways that they that were set out for them. They had feasts um, where they didn't work on the first and the eighth day, kind of that Sabbath rolling over to the next week. Mm-hmm. Um, there's even a uh, a year of jubilee where they let the land rest and they didn't plant crops in it mm-hmm. so that it could be rejuvenated and they didn't work that year um so they had to prepare ahead of time yeah for that um so he's kind of he's designed these rhythms of rest for us daily weekly yearly um sections of our life or whatever um some girls and I were sitting there, all the wives from our, our home group, and we went out to dinner, and somehow we got talking on oh, the COVID year and everyone being at home and uh, just having that extended amount of time with less responsibility oh, because yeah. everything was closed. and Not going um, anywhere. Yeah, yeah, staying at home. So for some people, it was a very busy and stressful time. For some of us, it was lots of... I guess what you would call leisure time. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how, um, you know, one of the girls said, I was in the best shape of my life. I worked out. I had time to plan and Our eat queen. well, you know. Yeah. Um, for me, I tried uh, brushing up on learning a new instrument. You know, we had this almost two-year period where things were just lower. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could spend time on those things. But that's not how... The world is designed, that's not how God designed it, for us to be waiting for a time when we have two years of leisure to get mm. to get on a right pattern. Um, yeah. So he's built in these intervals that he knows we need. We need sleep. We need um, physical sitting down and being with people and recharging in different ways. Uh, and those aren't an accident. They're kind of... Uh, they're designed that way, and we need to be intentional with them uh, in knowing what what we're going to need to recharge us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think talking about those different intervals of rest is really, really helpful because I think sometimes we just think of Sabbath as Sunday. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's just Sunday, and um, it's just Sunday, and you're not allowed to do anything that could be classified as work. Yeah. Um, and that's actually a very pharisaical view of what the Sabbath was, which we see Jesus turning upside down in the Gospels. Um, yeah, Jesus heals on the Sabbath, and the Pharisees are like, homie, you can't do that. It's the <laughs> Sabbath. And Jesus is like, I made the Sabbath. I am the Lord of the Sabbath. Isn't it, isn't it good to do the Lord's work on the Sabbath? Um, and so I think one thing we know that's Sabbath rest is not, is it's, we've talked about this, it's not just inactivity mm-hmm. and it's not legalistic. Right. Um, there's grace for what needs to happen on a Sabbath day. I think it's a lot more about the heart. Um, and, you know, we've talked about this a little already. If the heart of resting is uh, time set aside from our work 
to make sure that we're not serving our work. We're serving God and our work serves God. And we need to be reminded of that periodically. Um, Then, you know, restful activities would be anything that reorients our heart and our minds and our thoughts toward the Lord. Mm. Um, So daily, that looks like sleep, as we've said. I think it looks like um, time with the Lord in the Word, where you say, you know what? My uh, Greek flashcards can wait. <laughs> there are things that are... Yeah, that can wait a long time. Those yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those can always wait. can wait until never, actually. <laughs> um, no, you, you know, like my work, my emails, you know, whatever it is, Yeah, it can wait. There are things that are more important than those. Um, but, you know, maybe on a Sunday, it's filling your mind with things that... Um, cause you to worship the Lord. If you're a, if you're an instrument playing type of person, maybe it's, you know, worshiping God with um, playing music or uh, being outside in the yard, working, um, you know, in your lawn and marveling at creation, or um, maybe it's, maybe it is study. It's reading a book that you've been wanting to dive into. I think it could look like a lot of things. And that's the great thing about Sabbath rest is is there's grace for what that might look like, um, mm. but ultimately, I think the point of it is that our hearts are oriented toward the Lord and not toward ourselves. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I know, Sarah Kate. I know you've referenced this before, but um, you have told me that um, there was like a time in your life when you and your mom were talking about rest. Would you remind me what it was that she told you? Because it was so wise and I, I want to remember it and hold on to it for a long time. Yeah. I was in high school, I think. And I was, um, talking to her, obviously she was telling me I should like, Oh, read my Bible every day or something like that. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) how dare she? I was like, Tanya, I don't have time for that. (laughs) Um, I was like, how, how am I going to have time? Uh, to read my Bible every day. I'm so busy. And she was like, Sarah Kate, what if you don't have time not to? What if you are so busy that you desperately need that time with the Lord to sustain mm-hmm. you? Yeah. And that could even, I mean, I think about my senior year, that was the reality of my senior year was I was so busy and stressed and I had so many things to do that I actually desperately craved yeah. and thirsted for time that was about the Lord, that would have renewed me in a way that I did not get watching Netflix and oh, yeah. taking stress naps. It didn't work. It wasn't restful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so. That's such great wisdom um, that I think, I know I need it all the time. I'm terrible at resting and I'm terrible at like recognizing those moments when you like, Camille, you really are too busy and you need rest. And the Lord is put me in a position where I'm going to, I'm going to fail. It's that classic pride comes before a fall. If mm-hmm. I think I can keep going, eventually I'm, I'm going to come tumbling down. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And so posturing your heart in the right view of him and who I am, I think is really. And I think that the response to that could be something like, well, what's going to happen to the balls that I drop? Oh, yeah. What's going to happen? And my, my encouragement would be, God gave you those balls to juggle. Mm-hmm. And if you are obedient to him by um, setting aside time to rest and recognize him as the Lord of those balls and of your life, then he will take care of what happens mm-hmm. if if balls do get dropped. Yeah. Um, 
it might be that he'll give you supernatural strength and motivation <laughs> and things won't get dropped, but things might. Right. And he's Lord of those things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can piece back together the shattered plates from the ones I'm spinning constantly. Yeah. Yeah. In those moments. Um, so we talked a little bit about what practically it looks like um, and really wanting to get to the heart of the issue, which is focusing on the Lord when we are resting, and because we know that's the thing that rests us. Um, so what has worked for you? I know we've talked about, like, maybe there are some things that don't work for you, some things mm-hmm. that do. There are some people that I'm close to that, for them, clogging might really be something <laughs> that rests them because they do it to the Lord's glory. And honor. I don't know who yeah. would do that. But um, anyway, are there things that have worked for you or not worked for you? Uh, for us in our family, so I'm married and I have we have three kids, um, seven, 11, and 13, almost 14. What are the odd numbers? Um, yeah, so sometimes it's hard to find rest. Um, but for a season, um, when our kids were a little bit younger, we kind of, it, it was a more strictly followed, um, intentional planned out mm-hmm. Sabbath where, um, and now Matt is in ministry, so Sunday is kind of a work day. But um, we kind of decided as a family, Sunday when we get home, there will be no work done. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't make our kids fold laundry. If it's in the basket, it stays in the basket, and it just sits there until another day. Um, <clears throat> so we we chose to make that time from you know lunchtime until bedtime uh, a time of intentional rest. Um, but we did allow ourselves to do do activities, which was so funny this weekend. Actually, um, my daughter asked if she's our teenager if some friends could come over uh, Sunday afternoon. Well, we had had a crazy weekend already, a birthday party and all of these things. And I said, I think we're just going to have some rest on Sunday afternoon and just take time for ourselves and just be peaceful and rest. And she said, but if we rest... We won't have anything to do. <laughs> and I was I tried to graciously respond, but my thought was that's exactly what that is. Yeah. You know, we won't have anything to do if we rest. Um, but we do allow ourselves to do things that we enjoy, things that would recharge us. Um, so like Sarah Kate mentioned, you know, if you like to play music or garden or any of the, you know, for our kids running around outside, um, that's physical effort, but it's restful for them. Yeah. Um, not for me, but um, so we do some of those things. Um, but it's time set aside as a family. Sometimes we include friends or whatever, but those activities are going to look different than right. what we would do uh, on another day. Yeah. Um, and then one of the other things, when we built that in, now in our lives, we don't, I feel like we've practiced it enough mm-hmm. that that is kind of the natural expectation of our, from our kids and of ourselves when we come home. There's no expectation that anyone is getting anything done. Yeah. Um, so in that, we have learned kind of over the years that if you want to rest, um, like we talked about it being a discipline, then you have to do a little bit of work ahead of time mm. to make that happen. So if I don't want to cook on Sunday, I have to be prepared on Saturday. Um, 
with a meal or a plan or something for Sunday. So it is a discipline that you have to plan ahead to rest. Mm. You don't accidentally fall into it, like I said. Yeah. Um, so same kid, our, our daughter, we've been watching uh, The Chosen together at night when the boys go to sleep. She gets to stay up a little bit later. It's so special, you know. It's so sweet. Um, and we've been watching a few of those. And in that, I loved one episode where it showed the different groups of people sitting down to have a Sabbath meal together. Mm. Some of the disciples and then Jesus sitting down um, at Mary's, which may not have happened. But sure. um, just the portrayal of the idea that... Um, they did it with one another, and they did it in community, and that you could think, um, as I sit down to enjoy this rest with the people in my home, I know that other people are sitting down to do the very same thing on the very same night, honoring the same God, mm. um, was just a, it was a really neat insight into why God designed it that way for them. Yeah. Um, and that we can follow that pattern. It doesn't have to be the same night or same day, but um, there is something uh, to be said for participating in a tradition and a ritual like that, knowing um, other people are doing that with me. When I was a kid growing up, it was, you know, you don't call people after nine or before eight. Oh, yeah. You don't call people on Sunday afternoons. They're with their family. There's no, you know, and we've gotten away from that a little bit. I think that's okay, but um it it just kind of was a sacred yeah. time but you celebrated it knowing that other people um with the same belief were doing the same thing as you mm. so there's something special about that that's really that's something that really is challenging me in the way i think about rest that community aspect to it um mm -hmm. that not only did god create these particular sabbath and year jubilee these types of rest for israel but also because God created us to be in community with each other. Like that is well, that's one of the main reasons why we come together as a church now. Like mm -hmm. on Sunday, we are here every week and we are worshiping together. And it is, you do work to get there. I can't tell you how many <laughs> Sundays it has been some real work to get everybody here on time. And, but you do the work to get here and it is restful. Like mm -hmm. because you are in community with other believers and you are worshiping the same God and you mm -hmm. know that you're doing something that God created you to do and it's not something you're doing in your own power and striving mm -hmm. unless you're the one who's actually doing the service, I suppose. <laughs> That's probably <laughs> a misstep on my part. But um, for the, those of us who are attending and, and worshiping actively on Sunday, I think it's a great testament to the way that God created us and the way that we can, in obedience, step into that rest together, um, mm -hmm. as opposed to just thinking about like, well, now I'm home from Sunday and I'm by myself and now the real rest can begin. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think that's a good challenge for me to think about, Darcy, like that. I, th I thought that on the way here, too. I had, um, you know, some worship music on in the car and that I've discovered just today, is one of the ways that I rest. And I wondered, driving, why does that make me feel restful when I'm listening to music? Or when you're in church and you're singing with a community body of believers, why does that make me feel restful? Um, and I think it went back to the identity part of it because it's taken the focus off of me, mm -hmm. and I feel rested knowing that He 
is sovereign, that he is the one who is worthy of our praise and um, that it took the focus off of me feeling like I had to accomplish, I have to do, I, you know, I'm in charge of all of these things. The removal of that thought and the refocusing of my mind on him, mm-hmm. I love that, like you said, Camille, the, the community aspect of being with other believers um, Sunday morning that is a natural flow into an afternoon, whether you do your Sabbath time on Sunday afternoon or not, it's a natural flow into, mm-hmm. I put my perspective where it needed to be, now I can enjoy uh, real rest. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me of something I read in um, a book by John Mark Comer where he talks about Sabbath and rest at length. Um, And he talks about how serving others is actually a healthy activity to do on the Sabbath um, because, you know, the thing that's restful about Sabbath is time that is not spent on me. Yeah. And um, and so that that might mean that um, you can – yeah, you can serve your roommates. Um, you can serve others. You can um, mow someone's lawn on the Sabbath. That you know, again, we've said this already, but uh, Sabbath is not just inactivity. Right. It is shifting our focus, and um, yeah, so that might even mean blessing others or um, seeing how we can do something for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to answer your question more specifically, I think some things that rest has looked like for me is a lot of time with people I love, mm-hmm. um, talking about the Lord and not checking my watch to see when I need to go and you know do something productive. But it's just kind of being able to stay and uh, linger. Um, yeah, that that is something that mm-hmm. I have really enjoyed about just time to rest. And then also sleeping. I mean, I really do take a good uh, Sabbath nap. And it's different from a stress nap because I'm off the hook for that time. I don't need to be doing my work on a Sabbath day. And so it's um, there's nothing, you know, that I'm holding over my head. There's nothing that I'm, you know, procrastinating on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have responsibilities that day that stress me out. And so... Um, you know, resting like that or um, just taking time is actually restful in a way that procrastination is not mm. because um, it's guilt-free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a really good distinction to make that yeah. the idea that it's not like a, it's a guilt-free thing as opposed mm-hmm. to like, wow, I'm, I'm going to put this off because now I'm just forced to rest. No, this is the idea that I'm intentionally, mm-hmm. I've taken care of those things and I'm setting that aside. I'm consecrating, for lack of a better word, this time. Yeah. I'm dedicating it to the Lord. And that's where I think the self-discipline aspect can be really helpful is if you're, you know, really trying to schedule your time to rest into your schedule, um, then it can really be guilt-free. Yeah. Uh, if you're, you know, obviously there are tons of ways that this can look in a believer's life, but... If ahead of time you say, yeah, I'm going to take this Sunday, I'm going to prepare on Saturday, I'm going to take Sunday, then it really does feel guilt-free. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I, I pushed myself to the breaking point for two weeks and then I need to take a day off. Um, if it's not pre-planned, then even that can feel like guilty time off. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think those rhythms can really um, 
can really help us in the long run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a, a mom friend that once said she has five kids. Bless it. <laughs> um, and I love all of them and I love her. Um, she once said that sometimes as a mom, the most spiritual thing you can do for your kids is to take a nap. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, And I will never forget that. Sometimes that is what you need. If you want to pour into someone, like you were saying, if you want to serve someone, um, if you want to be right in your relationship with God, sometimes that's how it's designed. Mm-hmm. We're meant to sleep. And I think that is designed because he wants us to recognize our reliance and our dependence on him. Mm-hmm. Um, you, can't, you can't do it forever all by yourself, you know? So he says... Yep, I'm going to bring you to your knees on on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on whatever it is. Mm. Um, So sometimes you just need a nap. Yeah, Yeah. and a snack. Yep. And a snack. And a snack. Yep, they always go together for me. Yep. I like this idea, too, of that not only are you incorporating, Sarah Kate, the idea of like serving others on a Sabbath, like really getting yourself out of the mindset of myself and thinking about other people and the Lord. And then also, Darcy, you thinking about how other people, other believers are Sabbathing, maybe not on the same day or same time, but at the same moments. This idea that um, when we know that the Lord has done something good, we can reflect back on it, Mm. and that is restful to us as a body of believers. Mm. Um, But that I don't remember those things on my own. Mm. Like, Mm-hmm. I won't remember what the Lord did seven years ago, but I have a friend who will remember because it was yeah. important to her too. Or I can look back on our small group. We've been together for 13 years now. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what an incredible testament to God's faithfulness in its own. But because we are a body of believers and we've taken the time to look back on what the Lord has done at different moments in their lives, mm-hmm. I can I can be rested knowing that God is faithful and good and I can praise Him for those things in a way that fuels me to continue to be in those relationships in a way that is good work. Mm-hmm. Part of it, I think, is preparing us for the work that is to come. And instead of this idea of like, Sunday scaries or whatever it is. It's more of a, I am being prepared for the good work that is to come by resting Mm -hmm. and being filled to then go and do those good things. Yeah. 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 I think that's a really good perspective to have. Um, So as we close out, I wondered if there are any scriptures that you might want to share regarding rest that have equipped you or encouraged you hence the title of our podcast, Equipped and Encouraged, but um, that really help you to focus on what the Lord has done, what the Lord is doing, how you want to involve Him in your rest. Okay, I'll go first. Do it, Darcy. <laughs> We're excited. Um, okay, I'll give you the short version and then the long version, but I won't read it all. Um, the short one is actually the song I was listening to on the way here oh, nice. um, that comes straight from Psalm 90. Um, and it says, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that idea that um, before there was anything else, he was there. And so we don't have to um, we don't have to do it all. We don't have to work. We don't have to strive. He, he has designed us for good works mm-hmm. um, that 
that we should do them and we should walk in the way that he's laid out for us. Um, but we don't have to feel like we are the ultimate. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then the long version of that is um, I did a project in college that was based on um, Job chapters 38 through 40. So if you want the long version wow. of what I just read. Um, <laughs> but it's to, it's two or three chapters of God saying, where were you when I formed the foundations of the world and, and when I stored up the snow in its storehouses and where were you when all of these things happened um, that just takes the burden off of us mm-hmm. feeling like we have to spin our wheels to get all of these things done. And he just says, but but I was there. Where were you? So mm-hmm. they don't mention rest. They don't really, they're probably not the natural ones that you would pick. Um, but those are so encouraging to me in finding, finding my rest in him, knowing who he is. Yeah, that's really good. I'd love to read your project, see your project, whatever it was. What kind it was, of a project? It was a photography project. Oh, so. That is... Pictures of driving around taking pictures of those things. So, yeah, it was pretty fun. That is really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I'll share mine. Um, mine is Psalm 121. Um, and I memorized it. I don't still have it memorized, so don't be <laughs> fooled. I'll be reading it from the <laughs> Um I memorized it when my oldest was little. Um, <laughs> you'll get that because... The beginning of it is, from where does my help come? Um, just those feelings of like, wow, I feel like I am striving for the wind. Like there's nothing that I can do in these moments that is beneficial and helpful. Um, but really being able to rest and knowing that the Lord created that person and I get to love him and the Lord knows way better how to care for this mm-hmm. tiny human than I, than I did. Um, So it says this, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Mm -hmm. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. He is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil and he will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Mm-hmm. And what sweet words that the Lord gave us um, just to remind us of how faithfully and diligently He watches us every day um, and protects us and guards us and gives us continually over and over again so that we can in turn turn to Him mm-hmm. and rely on Him faithfully for those things. Um, I have mm-hmm. loved being here with you guys. I've loved that this was a restful conversation <laughs> for me anyway yeah. um, to talk about what the Lord has done and how he's informed our rest. So thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thanks for letting us come chat with you. Yeah, this has been a blast. 